Episode 126 of the Biz Talk with Bill Roy podcast. The Wichita Business Journal created this podcast because we want to provide you with some insight into the people, places, companies, organizations, and issues that are important to Wichita's business community. Election Day is approaching. Those of us who live in the city of Wichita will soon be casting our votes for at least one position, mayor. In this episode, we'll talk to Mayor Jeff Longwell running for re-election, another chance to tell our listeners and readers why he should keep his job for four more years. And yes, we'll have his opponent, Brandon Whipple, on next week. We'll talk to Mayor Longwell in a moment. First, here's what you can see in the weekly edition of the Wichita Business Journal. Another session of our Career Women program is over. More than 70 women participated in the program this year, getting to know each other in a series of roundtable discussions, lunch and learn sessions, and a mixer. Our coverage begins on page 30. Reporter Shelby Reynolds takes a look at the topics the career women discussed and the opinions they shared about life in Wichita and the corporate world. Also, we provide another Women Who Lead special section. This month, it's Women Who Lead in Aviation and Manufacturing. It's an impressive list, and they share their leadership styles, the female leaders they admire, and their advice for other women. That section begins on page 13. This week, we spend 10 minutes with Tim Norton, the former mayor of Hayesville and Sedgwick County Commissioner. He's the new leader of the Kansas Aviation Museum, page 39. This week's list, the Wichita area's highest paid nonprofit executives. Here are their salaries. That's on page 6. As always, we have business leads. New real estate deals, bankruptcies, building permits, who's setting up a new corporation, who owes back taxes as well, court judgments. Our lead section starts this week on page 36. Back to talk with Mayor Jeff Longwell in a moment. Welcome to Biz Talk with Bill Roy of the Wichita Business Journal. Talking business, your business that is, is what Equity Bank's team of bankers does best. Visit us today at equitybank.com. Mayor, thanks once again. Appreciate it. Welcome to the podcast. My pleasure. Glad it's you're like here. Podcast number four. That's right. I think it is. That's right. Well, let's get to it right away. You've been accused of, of steering a big water plant contract to your friends. I know you've had to defend yourself against that claim. Give our listeners your side of the story. So, uh, one, the reality is if you want to make that claim, you could have made it regardless of who we would have ultimately steered that contract to because the Jacobs team had a group on their team that was made up of some very close friends of mine. Brent Wooten as my appointment to the airport advisory board. I've played golf with Brent. We've had dinner with Brent. We uh, know Brent Wooten very, very well, and Brent Wooten spoke at the council meeting when we made the decision on the contract. But yet the paper said I steered it to friends. Well, you could make that claim either way. Right. And, and uh, so that's a little frustrating and a lot misleading. And then the truth is, obviously, the district attorney cleared, of, cleared us of any wrongdoing. The district attorney's office obviously did a full investigation based on a complaint multiple emails from one individual unlike what the paper had reported was just simply multiple emails and um, they found no wrongdoing there was a claim that i received a gift of a thousand dollar golf tournament entry fee the thousand dollars went to charity and as uh, the the da knows when it goes to charity individuals don't claim it because we're not the charity 
In fact, the charity that this went to was the first tea promoting golf for young people, which we're trying to do in this town. And, and so it's really uh, a bit ironic that um, they would come after me for trying to promote golf in this town. And, and um, so, so no wrongdoing. The only thing that the DA did find, and, and we could have argued because uh, there was a discrepancy on the price of the golf, we went over by $21 in 2016 was the only year we went over by $21 and we have to file them in a report. And, and the truth is we think that they attributed too much for the cost of golf, uh, but it's not worth it because the DA said just simply file them in a report. No, no charges filed, not even a misdemeanor. So, um, are you going to file that report? So, so we'll file the amended report showing we went $21 over the $500 limit and, um, and then we're done with that. But, but to say that we guided it to friends, um, you could make that claim regardless of who received the contract. We are a big, small town. Uh, everybody knows everybody. If that's the way business is done in Wichita, what steps can be taken to remove even the appearance of impropriety? Uh, how do we ensure that there are no conflicts of interest or that if there are conflicts of interest, usually they're declared from the bench, for example, if, sure. if it happens during a meeting, uh, if there's a vote to be taken, how do we make sure that, 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 we, can, that we can eliminate the appearance of anything? So the first thing we have to do is redefine that policy. I mean, just to simply say you can't do business with friends, well, I mean, define friend. Right. Um, you know, we're not six degrees of separation like Kevin Bacon. We're like one degree of separation in this town. Right. And, and so just to say friends is too loose. We need to go back to similar to what the state statute is. If, if uh, you or any um, family member has any personal gain or interest, then you should abstain. And, and so we need to kind of redefine that language because there's um, everybody that we do business with, we consider a friend. And if you've done business with the city of Wichita for 12 or 15 years, we are going to know you. Right. And so the fact that we know him or we consider him a friend, I would consider that a good thing. So certainly redefining that um, will help. Would that take an ordinance? So it's simply a, a change in, in, the, in the policy that the council votes on. So it wouldn't even necessarily need to be a formal ordinance. Yeah, not to pass really. Okay. Right. Not really. Okay. Why did you want to be mayor and why do you want to keep your job? So some days I wonder. <laughs> some days I wonder. <laughs> you know, the truth is I never wanted to be mayor. The truth is I really never intended to get in politics. And some of you have heard this boring story, but I was running a graphics company very successfully. We grew up from five employees to 85 employees and and doing very well, very well in this community. And, and the owner came to me one day and said, I, I want you to get more involved in the community. You're spending too much time at work, get more involved in the community. His suggestion was um, take a different path. He said, there's an opening on a school board. Why don't, you, why don't you go try and get on the school board? So I don't know anything about schools. He goes, you don't need to. You can read a balance sheet. You understand a P&L statement. That's what boards need today is that business background I said fine I'll try it was successful spent 12 years on the May school board 
Uh, got to know Bob March very well. Uh, he became a, a friend, if I can still use that term. <laughs> and he absolutely was relentless in trying to convince me to run for city council. And I said, Bob, I have no interest. I love what I'm doing, uh, making a difference out here in, in kids' lives, uh, still running a successful business. He goes, you need to run for city council. Ultimately convince me we did. We were successful. And um, and we got things done. We fixed West Side flooding. We figured out how to put a bridge over the what we call the big ditch, which is now the Mitch Mitchell floodway. Right. And, and part of getting that renamed and happy to do that. And and because we get things done is why Bob March encouraged me to run. And and because we were able to get things done on the city council, people said we really want you to be mayor, run. And we did, and we were successful. And I'll argue that in the last four years, we've seen more things completed than we have in the last 15 years combined. We have great energy in this town from the new law enforcement training center and keeping Cargill and Union Station and Spaghetti Warehouse and the IMA coming downtown and Hilton Garden Inn and the Renew Apartments and the River Vista Apartments and the AAA baseball stadium that no one thought we could pull off. And, and Greenwich Road corridor that has just exploded with activities. The first real development ever in South Wichita of any magnitude at Seneca and 235 and the Maze Road corridor. And I can go on and on about the 12 aquatics playgrounds and people are saying you're getting things done, run for another four years. And so we were convinced to do that because we love this city. And we want to leave this city in better shape than we found this city. And that's what drives me. That's what uh, pushes me to get up in the mornings. And it's not that we don't have times um, in our day where we go, wow, is this really worth it? (laughs) Because we have seen um, just more craziness in this campaign than I've ever seen in 25 years. I mean, I've, I've been in office for 25 years. I've never seen it this toxic in a campaign ever. It was interesting to see the dynamic during the primary. Uh, there were some business people who lined up for Lindy Wells. Sure. Lindy's ended up third. And so, now he's, I guess, back in as a write-in candidate. Yeah. What did you make of that, that there so, were some business people who, who lined up for Lindy? So there's some business people that... Um, really not sure what their hidden meaning is because they've poured some of their own money into this campaign in fairly large numbers. And, um, I, I have my, uh, you know, speculations, but I don't know that I want to sit here and speculate on why I think that they're doing what they're doing because it's, it's simply that it's speculation. At the end of the day, I'll argue that we have a lot more business people that appreciate where the city's going right now and certainly what we've been able to accomplish in the last four years. And if it was just simply a vote of business people, I'll leave town for the next two weeks and just wait for the vote to happen. Right. Because we feel um, pretty comfortable with the business community and and the support that we've received. And and you can see some of that support show up, obviously, when when the campaign finance reports come out. And we're not apologizing for the amount of money we raise because people like where we're at. Talk about what you're doing to make it easier for businesses in Wichita to get started and grow. 
uh, and and what you hope to do in the future. Yeah, so we've done a number of things that um, included kind of overhauling the way that we operate our metropolitan area biz, uh, building code division and, and certainly looking at those codes that uh, in some cases might be too intrusive on businesses. We have um, helped financially support the Wichita Independent Business Association so that they could get out there and help small businesses to large businesses uh, sometimes navigate you know the the bureaucracy that that government can put out there and certainly help navigate what they need to do to help small companies grow and then we have a whole framework set up um, you know partially with the greater Wichita partnership that's really focused on both business innovation business incubators business sectors, this blueprint for regional economic growth that's focusing on businesses differently that really encourages sector growth that um, where we have some strength. Because what we know if like-minded businesses grow in a sector in our region, they, they all are more successful because of that. And I can give you lots of examples of that. But they share employees. They share technology. They share, um, you know, resources you know from warehouses to incoming um, freight and it and it just makes them all more profitable so we're focusing on sectors and that's why we've been fortunate to see our local economy diversify from just aviation we're still the aviation capital but we like to call ourselves the opportunity capital now because it's not just aviation it's Hormel Foods bringing $132 million and 400 jobs, and it's obviously Cargill staying in Wichita, and it's uh, healthcare that's really expanded. It's the innovation campus that's now focused on uh, information technology and trying to do some things differently on how we can educate and provide internships for students in other sectors besides aviation. And and so we're seeing you know pretty dramatic growth in, in um, a broad spectrum of companies that's helping us diversify our economy we've still got that workforce issue uh we're, we've still got uh, sure. a lot of industries that are saying we need we need qualified people yeah. to uh, to come in seems like that's been uh that's been something we've been dealing with for for several years now so it's a good problem to have because four years ago everyone was screaming during the election cycle that we need more jobs and and if you ask people their top three um issues four years ago they would have said jobs 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 i mean jobs was so far more important than any other issue well that's not the case today we have more jobs than people so our issue is how do we both recruit people and keep people and we're doing it a number of different ways one of the programs that i'm probably most proud of is the um the hype program that that you all helped us with it used to be called the youth employment project right now it's called helping youth prepare for employment you know, when we started four years ago, there were only about 100 students that were provided internships and getting the soft skills training. This year, uh, we were proud to announce that we provided internships for 1,210, but we provided soft skills training for nearly 3,000. So we've really moved the needle. Now these young people are going, I didn't know this was available to us. This is fantastic. And they're, and they're choosing Wichita. The other thing that we're doing is we're providing scholarships. Uh, for people to to get the kind of skills training that they need to get to to move into high paying jobs, so we target some um, uh, 
neighborhoods, some some zip codes in the city of Wichita where we know that they're both underemployed and below certain socioeconomic factors. And, and we provide them fr- free scholarships to get the skills training to help them get a $50,000 a year job, and it's working. And so the third piece in that, and I talked about recruiting. So one of the low-hanging fruit is, and we have individuals that are actively involved and out there every day, we know that we can recruit military folks that want to transition from the military into our private job sector. And we have great opportunities for them. And the beauty is that they have a slogan out at McConnell Air Force Base, here by chance, stay by choice. And, and now we're giving them a, a great reason to stay because they can fill these great paying jobs. And so we now have an individual that is camped out at McConnell every single day recruiting talent, helping them transition into great paying jobs in our community. And, and, then, and then we're recruiting outside of Wichita and, and um, still haven't worked out all of the kinks in that, but I call it the AAC recruiting um, project now because WSU is now in a, um, um, a, a, a new association, no longer in the Missouri right. Valley. Right. But now we're – we have a big presence in, in cities like Memphis and Dallas and Houston and, and uh, areas where we can recruit talent and, come and, and convince them to come to Wichita. Right. And so we're busy doing that, too. But the low-hanging fruit really is the military folks that we can transition to uh, some great-paying jobs in our community. But we, we still feel like we can go out and recruit in cities where their job forecast isn't as rosy as ours. I mean, last year we were named one of the top two recession-proof cities in America. That's a good place to be. Right. So um, we do have lots of opportunities here. Four years down, if you're reelected, what are the top three things you want to get accomplished in your second four years? So I still want to focus on quality of life. We're not we're not finished yet. Obviously, like to see this ballpark thing through and the river village that's going to come with it, and then the East Bank and how we address that. We we know that we're missing out on conventions because of the lack of convention space that we have, and would love to see that project through and think that we can get that done in the next four years and what we do with performing arts and century two and all of that um would love to address that and make sure that you know that um is something that we take care of in this community because it can make a big difference in uh this community's um growth for the next 50 years so that's important we still have to address public safety and you know we have um budgeted an increase in police officers we will have now come january 89 more police officers than we had four years ago we've got a new project with the department of justice that starts next month it's a three-year program that helps us address gang activity and violent crime and and especially gun activity we have a new ballistics lab that we receive seven hundred thousand dollars for that's going to go in at wichita state university and there's just a number of things that we're right in the middle of that I would like to see us finish that addresses both uh, public safety, quality of life, and then <laughs> it certainly has made the news, and we talked about it already, this, the whole focus on infrastructure that includes this community's water supply for the next 80 years needs to be addressed. And, and I want to make sure that we do it right. I also want to make sure that we try and keep the jobs and dollars right here in Wichita. 
because I think that's critically important. I think people agree with that. Coming up on time, usually at the end of those debates that they have all the time, they say, okay, give us your closing statement. Here's your one-minute time allotment. Uh, Give us your one-minute closing statement here for the uh, folks who are listening to the to the podcast. So, so I think people are really happy with the momentum that we've been able to create in the last four years. We have a council that works together, but there are seven independent thinkers that make up their own mind on a wide variety of issues. Love the fact that we're investing in neighborhoods. The 12 aquatics pools and splash pads is a big change from what staff recommended to us several years ago. And so when people say we push back on recommendations from staff, absolutely we do, because staff would have only had us building three pools in this community. We're now building six pools and six splash pads, and, and because it's the right thing to do. But seeing the investment, seeing the, the um, new dollars come into our community is something that says we're on the right path, and here's a great example of it. First time in the history, a group out of Kansas City has said, we're going to bring our $50 million to Wichita, and they're building a mixed-use apartment complex just directly south from the new library, a group called EPC. Typically, have always invested in Kansas City. Now, what they're telling us is, you know what? We like our return on investment better in Wichita, Kansas, than we do in Kansas City because we like the momentum that's happening in this city, and we like the direction this city's going in. And when companies bring their $50 million, that's a pretty good barometer to say, I think we're doing something right. And so if we have done nothing else, we've encouraged new investment to come into the city because they can get a better return in Wichita, Kansas versus Kansas City. And I think that just says volumes. The election is November 5th, and uh, Mayor Jeff Longwell is working for his reelection. Uh, his name will be on the ballot, so we'll Brandon Whipple, and we'll talk to him next week. Mayor, good luck. Thanks for being here. We appreciate it. Always a pleasure. Back to wrap up in a moment. At Equity Bank, stories of growing businesses are a favorite of ours, so we created our own little series called Napkin Stories. Visit equitybank.com to see how some great businesses got their start. Well, that's it for Biz Talk with Bill Roy this week, episode 126. Again, challenger Brandon Whipple is my guest next week. Check out all our episodes at our Biz Talk with Bill Roy hub. It's at wichitabusinessjournal.com. Thank you for listening and subscribing. Biz Talk with Bill Roy is a production of the Wichita Business Journal. Thanks to producer Brittany Showalter. And thanks very much to our sponsor, Equity Bank. Have a profitable week.